0: hey craig are you ready hit the road coach
1: you're not gonna play today or this weekend fourth you're not gonna be coaching the (laughs) coogs i don't know i fucked up the song this time i don't care Uh, you want to
0: do it again uh take two. no No. i don't
1: i want to record all of this (laughs) I, i don't want people to think i'm some perfect human (laughs)
0: <laughs> I can confirm you're definitely not. Per- wait, wait. I'm your friend. I'm supposed to be like, no, Craig, you're perfect.
1: Exactly. You're, and
0: you're a unique snowflake.
1: And with that, I am a snowflake. That I, is true. With, you and me and, both. And with that, welcome to Podcast Versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers, uh, a snowflake, and with me is my fellow snowflake, Jeff Newser. What's up? Jeff, what's what's irking you right now as a snowflake? What's what's ruining your life? Uh, what small thing is ruining your life?
0: I don't know. Like I wasn't prepared for that question. Um, well, I have a great story later about my cats. That's that's what we call a tease in the business. That's something that's really uh, it's really irking me. That's not like a snowflake thing. That's just a a thing. But anyway, it'll right. it'll make sense after I tell the story. But you got to wait for it. Oh man, stick
1: around, folks. Oh, it's
0: worth it's worth waiting for. Trust me.
1: <laughs> All right. So what are you drinking to deal with the uh the cat situation here? <laughs> uh
0: okay, so I'm you know what? I nothing special tonight. Nothing uh nothing nothing, you know, that I'm dragging out of the cellar tonight. Boo. I, tonight I just got a couple of Bodies.
1: Oh just, just hanging out so, with a couple of So I gotta say, my sidecar beer today is a Bodie. Oh, so this is Bodicast.
0: It's Bodicast. We should re- rename it Bodicast. For, by the way, for those of you who don't know, uh, Bodie is the uh, Bodie Zaffa IPA from Georgetown Brewing, which is, I, for my money, the best uh, the best beer you can find in most grocery stores in the in the Puget Sound area. Um, yeah, it's an outstanding beer, and actually, I found it at Costco. Costco is selling six packs now. They're a little they're not old, but they're not fresh either. But you know, good enough for nine bucks for a six pack.
1: Well, yeah. And my, um, uh, speaking of freshness, so uh, Bodhi is also great because typically at your grocery stores, it doesn't sit on the shelf very long because it's quite popular. It's like mm-hmm. one of the more popular grocery store beers. And uh, so I know that um, my girlfriend's dad is here helping us sod our yard. We we had some landscapers. Sort of uh, make a terrace so we could have some flat area for B to play on. Um, but uh, but so Amanda got some uh, beer for them, you know you know beer that they could drink without asking me. Um, and she got she brought home a six pack of Bodhi from F- Fred Meyer and I was like I know it's gonna be fresh because every time I go to Fred Meyer the Bodie is gone. So well so uh, and I looked well at the I looked at the box canned May sixteenth and. Ooh. It,
0: currently may, may
1: 22nd as we are uh may 22nd Jeez. as we're recording this so or may 21st i don't know
0: yeah these know ones are march 20th oh yeah that's pretty pretty old booty by uh by bodhi standards yeah
1: so uh you're eating something oh my well. gosh you can so what that? are you eating yeah definitely <laughs> crap
0: <laughs> i'm having some pepperoni with with my Um, uh, the pepperoni is from Stewart's Meats in McKenna. If anybody's ever been to Stewart's Meats in McKenna, they know what I'm talking about. That place is uh, best butcher around the South Sound. It's kind of right next to Yelm, um, so you got it's a little out of the way for most people, but definitely worth the trip. Their pepperoni so, their uh, pepperonis amazing. Their their beefs amazing. Um, it's a uh, we had a for Mother's Day we had um, a rib roast from there. And I also bought some pepperoni, and so I'm I'm kind of polishing off the last bit because I'm kind of hungry. But uh, sorry, I didn't mean to like you know chew my pepperoni right into the microphone. Probably should yes, have turned
1: you, it off. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so how would you uh, so you you've had Bodhi loads and loads of times, and so have I. But
0: uh, tell the listeners why it's good. Well, you know, it's well, it's it's in the in the hazy uh IPA style.
1: Completely different disagree. Completely You disagree? disagree. Really? It is really? not a hazy IPA. Not, not at all.
0: No, not in the sense like that it's it's citrusy. It's 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 got kind it's of a, that
1: yeah
0: it's got it's got a hazy like um texture mouthfeel but it's not not hazy in the in the you know like the the citrusy fruity sort of like thing like flavor that's typically associated with it. Um, but it's, it's just a really just pleasant, you know, just kind of crushable, um, IPA and it just tastes, it just, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, like it's just a really, just a really tasty beer. So,
1: so, um, I would say it is citrusy. So it's got a lot of grapefruit. Um, so. I mean, I'm just disagreeing with you all over the place well, there you today. Go. um but uh, so I I I I'd, I'd put Bodie in this kind of realm of um it's not a true west coast IPA even though it had. and it, it in between when we went from west coast IPAs which are um, typically uh, they, they they moved from you know we had these IPAs that were kind of caramel colored and uh, and and you can still find those uh, maybe like a, a a rude parrot or, or I think a, a, it's called something stupid from Seven It's like balls deep or something. Uh, that's yep, a that's nice the one. amber ruby colored IPA. Um, but then it, you kind of uh, the West Coast IPAs kind of toned that down a little bit. Um, and then as but they kept the bitterness. Uh, so you kind of had this lower malt palette and, and this like a heavy bitterness. And then we saw before the New England style IPAs came along, you kind of saw the IPAs, the, these as these kind of more um, fruit forward hops uh, came into existence, like citra and, and su- such. Uh, you saw these sort of light light malt bill IPAs um, uh, come out with, with that were probably more lightly hopped on the bittering end. Uh, Bodhi's not a super bitter IPA uh, by by any means. And then, but it's definitely dry hopped a lot. Like it's probably dry, dry hopped similarly to um, uh, a New England style IPA. And that's probably why you're getting some of that mouthfeel. You're probably getting the resin uh, Mm -hmm. from that dry hopping. Um, uh, Yeah. I would say it does have like a a little bit of creamier mouthfeel than you would expect from the appearance. And it, I mean, it's just all around, just a a a tremendous IPA. And I totally agree with you. It is the best thing that you can find. And I would, I would argue, like, uh, I don't know if you could go to any region in the U.S. and find like a local IPA that is so easily available that is better. I I don't like it's, it's so good. You know, in the Midwest, it would be like Two Hearted IPA. That's more of a that classic, uh, you know, darker you know, kind of uh, darker malt, crystal malt in, in on the uh, uh, IPA. And it, and it, it's very good. I actually had some a couple of weeks ago when I was in Orlando. It's still very good. It still holds up. But uh, I would take a Bodie over it any day. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we're very fortunate um, for many beer reasons in the Northwest. But just the fact that Bodie is plentiful because um, Georgetown does, I believe they produce more beer than any other brewery in – Washington uh they're definitely up there in the top but I, I think they are the top because um, all them all those Manny's kegs and, oh, and, yeah. where, and now all the Bodie I think Bodie is replacing Bodie tap handles are replacing Manny's in, in some places yeah, yeah I uh, think that's true it's becoming pretty uh I mean I will say I I uh I had a Bodie at the Mariners game uh this past week um, and, and I have endeavored to check in all the Bodies I drink this year uh, on Untapped, even if I have like four in a day, night. Uh, just because I want to see how many Bodies I drink. I, <laughs> I drink a lot of different beers, so it's not like it's not like yeah, I mean, there's people that yes, drink a lot, do. lot more than <laughs> I do. Um, but uh, but uh, I I was um, and I'll get into this later, but I was I was at uh, Cheney Stadium for uh, the rain fc which is the uh, professional women's soccer team um match and i always knew this one spot last season for the rain or, or for like the the rainiers um where i could get bodie uh, on draft and this year it was this time it was not there and i went to uh tacoma defiance game earlier this season and bodie was at that tap so i don't I'm very concerned that I won't be able to get my Bodie at Cheney Stadium this summer for the three different teams that play there. Yeah, uh, that, that would be concerned. That seriously cuts into my Bodie consumption. Um, so I definitely had to find the place that I know has it at Safeco Field when I was at Safeco Field on Sunday. So uh, I was able to secure a Bodie and I was also able to get a um, Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Yeah, which, I saw that which i typically don't buy anymore i think it's uh founders is not really independent brewery anymore and they they've done some uh, uh interesting business practices involving uh sexist practices and things that i want to get too into you can look it up but um so i don't buy them anymore I, there's so many good barrel aged stouts I, I don't even go to grab it and plus like if you get a You know, they sell the they sell it in the six pack, the four packs, but they also sell it in these uh, 20 or 750 milliliters for uh, like 26 bucks. So roughly a dollar an ounce Um, at the Mariners game. It was 1250 for a 24 ounce pour of it.
0: That's a hell of a lot of bang for your buck right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if so if uh, and if, if you if you're not aware of the stand, it's the Cask Beer Stand. I think it's like section 128 ish around there. Um, there's a stand that they usually have a, like a pretty heavy hitter beer, and the charge it. They charge the same price for it as um, any of the other uh, craft beers around the stadium. So 12.50 for a 24 ounce, because you can't get anything. Well, you can buy uh, 12 ounce cans of beer around the stadium, but which by the way they took away the Bodie. Boat- cans this year oh. bell breaker top cutter and uh which i think we already talked about this but but yeah so again cutting into my body consumption it's uh. Uh, but um but anyway so yeah so it was roughly half the price per ounce than it normally is on the shelf that's pretty <laughs> like, good at a, at a baseball game that's so also that a
0: really like heavy Oh yeah, beer it's like to have on like a, I don't know if I want that on a sunny day at a baseball game, you know,
1: yeah, but it was like yeah, it's like an eleven percent,
0: but there. it'll definitely get you where you're going in a hurry, that's for sure,
1: yeah, but you know i'm I'm pretty um pretty hardened to big ass stouts. so I wasn't <laughs> I, I was doing just fine, <laughs> so um, what
0: you're saying, Craig is you drink a lot of beer,
1: yes, well, not as much as not uh, as much. losing weight, but uh, yeah. Still probably more than the average folk That's um, but yeah, I guess I could say uh uh just Jeff, how many Bodies out of five Bodies would you rate that Bodie?
0: well, for rating a Bodie on Bodies, it's definitely five Bodies, even even the march
1: the march uh edition,
0: yeah, yeah, it's still it's still good it's i still I, good. I
1: definitely think Bodie's a beer that can hold up to i a figured
0: couple a, I figured days. a couple months were all right, yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah. it's not, yeah, yeah. that's it's not. I actually think it's the uh, the the IPAs with the heavier malt bills and uh, even more hops that rely more on the hop bitterness and stuff that kind of fade. Uh, yeah, you definitely
0: even, lose that intensity right off the top if it's if it's not fresh. Like Top Cutter's one of those.
1: Oh yeah, it, that's, that's not,
0: if it's not super fresh, it it kind of it fades pretty quick
1: yeah top cutter falls off that's why it's it's kind of i'm hesitant to buy it at a mariner's game because it falls off i mean i like week old top cutter is amazing three week old top cutter is a completely different beer so yeah. um it's probably because the brewery is owned by huskies so probably uh, that's probably why pro um, tip
0: for the listeners something craig taught me is like most of these beers now are have dates on them so when you go to the grocery store and you're like, cause I imagine most of our listeners are grocery store, you know, beer shoppers. Um, you know, if you go to the grocery store, you get top cutter and I love, I love top cutter. Um, but it's like, you know, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed to like, you know, pick through it and look and see. Sometimes you got to go to the back, right? Cause the way they rotate stock, if you go to the six pack that's sitting in the back of the fridge, a lot of times that's the freshest one. Cause they're rotating back to front. So right. you can look at it, you can see the date. Um, try and get them like within a month or so of, uh,
1: definitely uh would when they're canned. Say that. Definitely would say that for uh top cutter. For yeah.
0: Sure. I, I've had people have top cutter. That's like, they, they pick it I'm like, yeah, try some top cutter. And then they pick it up and they're like, ah, I didn't really like it that much. And then I'm looking and they like bring it to my house. Right. And I'm like looking at it and I go, yeah, this is like a three month old <laughs> top cutter from Safeway. You know, it's like, yeah. So,
1: yeah. well, that was their, I mean, that's their choice to put their beer. Like, cause you can get top car in every gas station and, and, uh, and I, I, I'm heard they have plans to, you know, go well beyond national and stuff. And I'm like, eh, whatever, man, most people don't really know the difference. So it's fine. Um, so, but what am I drinking? What Um, are you drinking? Uh, so I'm, I'm doing an homage to an OG, uh, innovator in the craft beer space. Um, I am drinking, uh, a beer called Consecration from Russian River Brewing in Santa Rosa, California. Um, so Russian, this is a, um, it's like a sour ale. It's kind of a sort of in the style of a Flanders red or brown, um, but with much heavier. It's it coming in at 10% um, sour ale. It's it's an ale aged in, it's, so it's like a darker uh, ale, like probably it's kind of this reddish brownish hue, um, and it's aged in um, Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. However, you say that um, oh, with with currants added. Uh, interesting. So, black so yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of the classic American wild ales, and this beer has been made for a long time, um, long before wild ales, sour beers were a popular thing um russian river has been making them um they call them like the shun beers like they, they have a lot of beers and then they have temptation which is like a lighter golden sour um they have damnation which is um more of a belgian style like abbey ale not a sour beer um and they have uh, uh beatification uh sanctification which is kind of the little brother to uh consecration doesn't have any uh, bear it has cherries in it instead but um but uh yeah um consecration's a big big dude uh back in the day i would just flip my lid to get to try some of this um, I, uh, I have a particular story of when, um, uh, when I was, tra- one time I was traveling to, uh, outside Philadelphia for work and one of my good friends, I, so I had told the story previously of how Grisette was a train beer. Um, and so, uh, me and my buddy, uh, got some Grisette and, and took a train in Philly into the, uh. And, and to meet my other friend who had, who was who I met in Vermont, he used to live in Philly and run this beer bar, and they were having their anniversary party, and he went down for it, and they were just treating him like a king because he used to be their boss, and they apparently all loved him, so good for him. Um, so they had this this is you know one of his top beers, and so they had it on tap, and so you're drinking this 10% sour, and it's it's not like I usually don't like dark sours very much but this one because they're usually really acidic um and they're tough to deal with and this style can get that way especially when you're adding currants but this one's really nice like it it doesn't overwhelm you um it's really well balanced Uh, i think the caviar cabernet kind of takes the edge off a little bit and um they don't go over over they don't oversaturate with the currants so it's not like It's it's done really well, Um, but he was just drinking this and he was like the so, so drunk that he uh, he got. We hadn't seen each other for, I don't know, like a year, probably at this point. I had moved from Vermont. Uh, It had been almost a year since we had seen each other. And so we were really excited to see each other. I saw him. He got really excited. We had a beer. He went off to play. It's like this barcade thing. And he went off to play a game with like a, a, a game, and then uh, about half an hour, I'm drinking a beer with my other buddy that was came with me. Half an hour rolls around, he comes back. He's like, "Craig, you're here! Oh my god, it's so good to see you!" <laughs> so he had no recollection of, of seeing me previously. Uh... I tell him this. I'm like, yeah, "This is the second time you've seen me, man." He's like, "Oh man, that's sick." So again, we have a beer. Which he definitely like. If if he if these people did not know him, there's no way he would be being served right now. Um, but yeah. uh, but he leaves, goes, and plays another game. I don't see him for like probably 45 minutes at this point. I'm like, I don't even know where he went. Well, he, maybe he, maybe he went back to his hotel and passed out. I don't know. Comes out of nowhere, again. Craig you made it <laughs> <laughs> and no irony it wasn't a joke like he still did not remember that we had seen each other twice before um
0: That's but
1: hilarious. he uh he did uh piece it together the next morning that we did see each other and um I had dropped off a beer uh, a holy mountain saison with him and that made it safely back. Uh, this is back when Holy Mountain was brand new. And so I was really excited to like show them out. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was my consecration story. But,
0: That's um, hilarious. The
1: Russian River uh, is famous for... Um, Pliny. Pliny, yeah. And also for using uh, comic sands on their bottles. Uh, so everything in here, except for the word consecration and the Russian River logo, everything else is written in Comic Sans. not sure how I feel about that, Kurt. So let let me read this description, and just keep in mind that it's written in Comic Sans. When we made the Toronado's 20th anniversary ale, we had no idea that it would turn out to be one of our favorite barrel-aged beers we would ever make. With that said, we have always wanted to make a dark barrel-aged beer using 100% Cabernet Sauvignon barrels, but we never were inspired. That is until we blended five different beers to make the tornado beer. The tobacco character from the dark malts blended nicely with the fruit character that developed it in blending. So now I'm going to read it, how it actually looks. So with consecration, we set out to make a barrel aged <laughs> beer using the Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. Now we are not saying as a replica of that tea, tea, t- tea Room's anniversary beer. Right, so Tea Room's is uh, Toronado. Um, so they kind of made it in in uh homage to their tornado beer yeah um but uh so 20th anniversary they did their 30th a couple years ago like probably four years maybe three years ago so it would have been about 13 years ago that they made this beer first which is like if you think about American Wild Ales 13 years ago it's it's crazy like I I was uh I think I was still in college then I would have never even heard of a sour beer then (laughs) um so yeah it's pretty crazy um Excellent beer. Also 10%, which is pretty hefty for a sour. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, usually I don't even enjoy enjoy this style, but it's so well done that it's excellent. A lot of breweries try to do it and do a horrible job. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, out of five Bodies, uh, I give it a four and a half Bodies. Um, it's an excellent beer. Um, so yeah, Jeff. As I alluded to in our in my botched song attempt at the start of the show, that's what I get for not preparing. Um,
0: <laughs> well, we are a high quality podcast. Yes. You know that if you can count on anything with us, you can count on quality. Of course.
1: Um, but yeah, so uh, WSU
0: is now Sans baseball coach. Yeah. So we went from Comic Sans to Sans baseball coach. Yep. Yeah, Marty Lees is out. How are you feeling about that?
1: Um, you know, baseball hasn't been good since what, 2012? Uh, it's been
0: about, it's, mm, I just, uh, that, were they Rock, good that recently? It's got to be longer than that. It,
1: it was definitely when Coog Center
0: existed, it was like the first couple of years of Coog Center. When they okay. were like NCAA when, tournaments. Yeah, when was
1: when, when was Arkansas? That had to be like 08,
0: 09, something like that. Hold on, I'll I'll look. You keep talking, but yeah, they. It's 10. been a while since they've been good. I would say 2010,
1: but yeah, so it's I, I've definitely grown this sort of apathy that I've had. I mean, we we always look at basketball and it drives us crazy, but baseball, it's a lot easier to just be like, eh, they suck. So I'm not gonna pay any attention to that. Um, but yeah, this year they've definitely, um, reached a new level of suck. Uh, there's, I know it's a young roster, but I mean, this is year four, uh, well, was year four for Lee's. So at some point, you can't just say it's a young roster all the time. Like, you got to improve. Um, he definitely was at first seemed like a bit of a breath of fresh air from, uh, Donnie Marbot, but just, uh, just some of his tactics and, and his attitude, but I think some of that has worn off as well. Um, yeah, I, uh, obviously baseball has a very big thing coming for it with a, a new facility, um, that'll, you know, I think, uh, help with recruiting, um, help bring in, you know, more of the players that the program is used to obviously WC has a great baseball history, um, uh with in the past i mean i remember for years that when you would they would have the stats of like wsu having more major league baseball players currently in the league than or or professional baseball players and then all of the other northwest schools combined which is never definitely i really doubt that's true anymore with oregon no state.
0: definitely <laughs> not true now
1: yeah um oregon state and oregon having a program which is actually a pretty good program and uh u-dubs program being better and um yeah so we we definitely have a fallen behind in in that race and um yeah so i you know i think um just my initial thought is you know the the new facilities coming in a couple years uh maybe it'd be nice to have a coach who doesn't have that track record of getting his ass beat um to come in and be able to pitch towards that facility and towards like some like you know some hope and you know kind of like what leach could do in his in his first year, um, you know, like, Hey, we're going to have this and it's going to be great. Um, so I, I th- kind of think of it similar to that way, um, where you have a coach with a fresh start who can pitch, you know, the rebuilding thing again, and then talk about how, you know, what, by the time you're a junior or whatever, right. you're going to, you're going to have this like great place to yep. to train. So.
0: I had that same thought that, you know, that's kind of, as Leach was building the program, because I mean, I think maybe a lot of people don't really remember that, the uh, you know, that the football operations building that it didn't exist when Leach was hired, and in fact didn't exist for the first couple of years. And so, you know, he was able to sell that as part of his recruiting. Um oh, god damn it. <laughs> I'm watching Pac Twelve Network and I'm like, they had football and sixty on. I'm like, yeah, I'll just put that on. They just put the Apple Cup on. God damn it. All right. Get that back off. to my ch- Back to my train of thought. Okay, so yeah, Leech didn't have that um, to to work with initially, but he was able to sell that as like, like a vision for the program, right? Like, like, Hey, you know, we've got this thing coming and, you know, so he was able to sell that. Um, and, and the class that committed under that was, was the class that had you know, Jamal Morrow, Gerard Wicks, you know, kind of all those guys in that class. Um, so that ended up being a really big thing. I, I was a little surprised that the move got made. I know that, uh, so Michael Preston, our intrepid host of uh, the Coug center hour, um, you know, he's been saying for a while that, that he thought that, that, uh, Lees was going to get fired. And I just, I, I didn't like, I just, I wasn't seeing it. Um, it didn't make a lot of sense to me to make a move in the sense that, so, so like when you compare it to basketball, basketball is a potential revenue driver. Um, not that it's a revenue sport in the sense that football is where football is generating, you know, 10, really, really sort of tens of millions of dollars of revenue. Right. Um, you know, basketball is not that kind of sport, but basketball is the kind of sport that you really just kind of hope, you know, pays for itself. When you know, if you're paying a coach, you know, a million bucks, you you hope that you're bringing in enough revenue to to justify that that million dollar salary, right? So, okay, so you make that move with Ernie Kent because you know it's not going to get any better. He's making a million four. Um, you know, really, that's just basically wasting a million four. Uh, To keep him around, you know, you hope that maybe if you, you know, bring in a new coach and you turn around the revenue a little bit, you know, then maybe it kind of pays for it. And maybe you're not just, you know, sending a million four out the door to Ernie Kent. So, so that's kind of the hope. Well, with with baseball, there's no hope for that. Like, that's not... That's not I mean, yeah, they sell some tickets, but that's not a sport where you're ever um, going to sell enough tickets to pay for the program like that's never going to happen. At least not in Pullman anyway. I mean, yeah, I, think, definitely not. I think about the only place that happens is in the SEC. You know, the SEC is crazy about their baseball. I'm pretty sure everywhere else in the country is, you know, not like that. So um, so you're not making this move because somehow there's going to be some, you know, financial payoff uh, to the move. And so, you know, well, why are you making it, right? You know, you know, you've got a baseball facility coming in a couple of years. Um, you know, he blew up, basically, you know, decided to go real young this year Um you know, and so not that, you know, it's ever OK to go, you know, 10 and 40 or whatever he was. But, you know, you sort of understand it a little bit with, with young guys. You go, OK, you know, we're we're going super young. We're going to build with that and, and we're going to go there. OK, so he makes a decision. Now, granted, maybe year four is not the best time, you know, by year four, you're supposed to be showing something. But you know, with with sort of what everybody understands about the facilities situation, it, look, it's not a coincidence that our program. Look, in, and by the way, 2010 was right. That was the last year. That was the year they um, were, you know, a little bit of like a step away from the super regional, um, playing against Arkansas in the NCAA tournament. So, so 2010. So we're talking about you know going really on a decade. It, it's not a coincidence that you know all of the programs around us have invested heavily in facilities um you know washington being a big one i think that's sort of the underrated one a lot of people don't realize washington's facilities were pretty terrible for a while with baseball um if anybody had been to their previous baseball stadium you know and i say stadium it was basically bleachers um (laughs) you know next to a pretty cruddy field um they've now built you know some nice facilities for their baseball and so it's not it's not an accident that they've passed us um, Oregon state obviously passed us some time ago, Oregon started, didn't have a program for a long time, started a program up about whatever it was 10, 15 years ago now. Um, you know, and then Gonzaga, you know, fucking Gonzaga again, like is, is doing their thing. I mean, their baseball team has been better than ours for, you know, at least half a decade. So, it, you know, there, all these programs have gotten better and we've just kind of stayed in the same place. So I thought maybe that would buy Lee's a little more leash. Um, obviously it didn't. And so it kind of makes me wonder, like, was there was there maybe something else going on? Was it a personality thing with Chun? Um, You know, I like I don't know, especially the timing of it. They've got another series this weekend. So you're firing him uh, before you play your last series, your senior weekend series, by the way. I I think they already did senior celebrations because when school was in session. But this is actually the last home games for the seniors and uh, and their coaches got fired. So I, you know. I don't know. I, I think there's probably got to be more to the story just because that other stuff doesn't add up just in terms of making a move just because they're bad. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I'm glad they're making a move. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about this.
1: Um, yeah, I I uh, I mean, it's I I I don't care that much.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. I'm just like, you know, am I supposed to be happy about that? Even during. okay, so, you know, a lot. Probably some of our listeners are in this camp. Like we would get comments on Kook Center with people like, oh, they got to fire. They got to fire leaves, man. This is terrible. This is embarrassing. And I'm just like, eh, you know, I, I don't know. Like I couldn't I could not work up any indignation. And I guess it's because they've been bad for a while. And then just the fact that, you know, I, th- I think, you know, one big difference is they're just not on TV all the time. Right. So it's like you're not sitting down to watch them. You're not, you know, whatever. And I so mean, it's like, they uh, are.
1: If you actually want to. You can pack yeah. network shows, probably half their games. So yeah, I mean, you could. Be but it's wanted. like,
0: you know, it's not a it's not a thing you make a habit out of, like with basketball or football, obviously. So it's I don't know, like I just could never work up, you know, the 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 moral outrage
1: that we had for Ernie. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know that I had for Plus, Ernie
1: and the money, the, the like you said earlier, the the money difference. Yeah. But you I know, mean, just the, the, but it is you know it's a, a program that produced so many pros and dominated yeah. the Northwest for yep. many many years, decades. Yep. Um, it, because it was the Northwest, it um it, the pac Ten. Baseball alignment was really weird back then. That's why.
0: Well, it wasn't but, even. A, it wasn't even the Pac-10. Like yeah, we were playing was, in a special. We
1: play like Portland Pacific
0: State. Northwest Conference. Yeah. Was you know th- there was no. I was in school, so this was you know 20 years ago. But I was in school when the Pac-10 basically reconstituted itself as a, as a baseball conference. Um, all those programs in Southern California air, the Arizona schools, they were in their own little conference down there. It was not the pac 10 until I want to say it was my junior or senior year. I can't remember which one, but Steve Farrington was the coach and, and, uh, that was when it was, and it was a big deal. Cause I remember going to, uh, going to a game, USC came up and they hadn't been in, been to Pullman in forever and uh, it snowed <laughs> and so they went up to the bookie and bought a bunch of beanies and turned them inside out so that the cougar logo wasn't showing because they were completely unprepared for the cold weather um at the field they kicked our ass still anyway but you know it just yeah like you're right like like a lot of what we built there was was sort of a different you know time and place thing
1: yeah and you know also back then anyway you- I, I always think that WSU and a lot of northern schools just begin the series at a disadvantage uh, or begin the season at a disadvantage sure because they they can't play outside like and they the WSU is playing their first games in the south typically yeah um sometimes even the you know the deep south Yeah while there's still snow on the ground at bailey brayton yeah. so it's, well and
0: we're we're even worse off than washington oregon oregon state
1: yeah because we have like legit like winter. legit winter <laughs> and that goes Ice, for four cold months. Snow, yeah. <laughs>
0: winter and i mean maybe a lot of people don't realize this i mean that the baseball season basically starts at the beginning of february yep like it's it is winter it is <laughs> like cold ass winter in pullman when that season starts
1: yeah and and so our you know our guys are, are you know practicing in the field house and and they're you know they're trying to mimic some sort of baseball but they're not going outside they're not playing uh, in the the big space of an outfield and you know or a real infield where you know the the way the ball bounces on the turf and and it's it, it I always think like you 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 never expect a, a winter team to you know start the season out well and and they typically haven't um but this year they also just didn't do anything well um uh, three pack 12 wins uh which is uh, abysmal um you're talking about three out of and one tie which i actually i don't know <laughs> what happened
0: there <laughs> i think there was there was an extra inning game and then they just were like yeah, yeah, we're not going to go any farther. I, I think it might have been a Sunday game or something that was it traveling. It must have been with uh, USC because they're the
1: other one with the tie. Yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like that.
1: But yeah, I will say, like, it seems like this is a year when all the other – the other Northwest schools were down. Like, even Oregon State, by their standards, wasn't, you know – the, they're still very good but they're not as dominant and especially after you know they i mean they'll definitely to be a tournament team but um it, you know after they won the title last year and i mean we've had oregon in the college world series we've had washington in the college world series recently um or maybe not washington maybe i'm thinking of their softball team
0: <laughs> no they did go they okay. um i don't know yeah they did make it to the world series a couple of years ago yeah
1: yeah okay, so i'm not crazy but yeah no, you're so- not crazy which and also, sort of like
0: pisses you off, right? I
1: mean, there's like a regularly a Pac 12 team, at least one, you know, one in there. Uh, so it's a good baseball conference, and uh, especially, I mean, and, and Oregon State has won three national titles now. Like WSU has two national titles, period, ever in any sport, and one is boxing. Yep. Another one is indoor track. And we haven't had one since the 70s. I think the indoor track one was in the 70s. But Oregon State has three recent national championships and probably the you know the third or fourth most prominent sport. Well, for them, it's probably their third most prominent sport now, um, even ahead of women's basketball. Women's basketball can be more popular at some schools. Uh, but Oregon State baseball is definitely very popular. Obviously, that's oh, yeah. where Marty Lee's... We we came from. Uh, we were trying to grab some of that success. Yeah. It didn't Work out at all. Um. But uh. Yeah. It's it, it, it's 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 all the that when you start thinking about it, it gets infuriating. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Look, like Oregon I mean, State it, built that. Like. It, yeah. Like baseball would be super fun with 100%. a program like that. Yeah. If we won a national title in baseball, that would be amazing. That would yeah. be so much fun. Because yeah. I remember when they went. When they were down to one game to play to go to the Super Regionals against Arkansas, yep. that was a blast. Like, the, the, yep. that season was a lot of fun. Yep. And, but, so, if, you know, if we could get, you know, again, because that's why, you know, that's what the Capital Project is called, is Back to Omaha. um, Which, I don't know what, it was in the 80s, the last time they were in?
0: I'm not even sure. To be I noticed. don't even know
1: if it's that even recent.
0: It's been a long time, though.
1: Did, did John Olerud go to Omaha? He won National Player of the Year, didn't he? So he did. He Definitely did.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, you know, I don't know. 1976. There you go. So you know it's going to be interesting to see like who they go after. I, I tend to think, um, I tend to think that the the timing of it lends me to believe that like one of a couple things happen. Either a, um you know Lee's was really pushing for a you know really pushing for an extension and Chun was just like you know what never mind and just you know cut the cord um or and I think this is maybe more likely so so if I was like you know placing wagers on on this sort of thing um you know I would place my wager on something like Chun already knows who he wants to hire and needed to make the move to to get to get Lee's out of the way so that he could go ahead and, and, and finish that move. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I will be interested to see if the hire comes actually pretty quickly. Um, but you know, it's, I don't know, like, I want to think like, yeah, you know, fire a guy who sucks, but I I still, you know, look, if if this was the guy who truly was, you know, the coach in waiting at Oregon state, and, and that was sort of the, uh, you know, maybe the, the understood, uh, you know, situation, and and he di- he did actually come to us from Oklahoma State. Um, he decided to you know take a trip down there right. to kind of broaden his horizons or, or or whatever. But, um, you know, if he really was the guy who was supposed to take over for, uh, over for Pat Casey, um, you know, I mean, just makes you think, you know, this guy, you know, knows what he's doing. Uh, what seems to have happened was this, you know, they the program. So when he came in, he he basically ran off a bunch of dudes. Um, and I and I I. You know, I know this for a fact, like I kind of know um, what happened. It wasn't a situation where a new coach comes in and guys transfer like, oh, I think I'll transfer because I'm not sure I fit. Um, It was a situation where, you know, Marty Lee's told a lot of guys, look, you're no longer welcome or you can come back and, you know, try out and try to earn your spot again. And, you know, obviously that didn't go over great with a lot of guys. And a lot of those guys left. Kook Van has sort of documented this, that a lot of those guys left and had success in other places. Um, and then he kind of fumbled around for a couple of years before this year, finally deciding, okay, you know what, we're just going to go young and we're going to develop. And which, you know, is not a bad strategy, but is probably not the strategy in year four. Right. You know, and, and again, you know, maybe he just thought like I did that, um, you know that that chun's probably not making that move you know i, I mean look we kind of did some back of the napkin math on this thing on slack um you know he signed a two hundred fifty thousand dollar a year contract which makes you you go okay well that's not that much right i mean it's like that's like pennies compared to what what ernie was making right? right but you figure okay so you know he was put on that five-year rollover contract by by bill moose um there's no reason to think that he wasn't rolled over i mean if moose was rolling over ernie Kent, i'm sure he was rolling over marty lee's and so that means that lee's has you know three years left on his contract you know after this year maybe if if chun didn't roll him over last year right so if that if all if he's in the same situation as ernie that's a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout. Now, granted, he, I'm sure the terms of the contract are the same as basketball, where you can pay, you know, basically by the year, right? So you can pay the guy two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for the remaining three years instead of paying it a lump sum. So obviously, it's a little bit different financial hit, but at the same time, I mean, you're still paying out three quarters of a million dollars to a guy, you know, to not coach your baseball team, which isn't going to probably make any money no matter who's coaching it, right? Right. So I don't know. It leads me to think that Chun had a guy who he had in mind, who he really wanted to hire, and he's already lined him up. And he's not going to be available in a year. He's not going to be available in two years. So he wants to go get him right now. So
1: yeah, and and he has he does have the uh, the new facility as a chip to attract um, someone so yep. uh that's got to make his job a little bit easier um in spite of the cold weather and uh, but he does have some history to draw on um and it's in truth like we were we were kind of downplaying it because of the pac 12 the pac 10 north sort of thing but um when you're producing that many pros obviously you were having talent come through the uh the program uh, so um, and they're just not doing that with the frequency that they used to.
0: Well, there's plenty um, of talent in the Northwest. There's plenty yeah, of baseball talent up here. Wa- it's just a matter of, of figuring out how to get it to Pullman.
1: The state of Washington has long been a very baseball-heavy state. Um, and Oregon, I'm sure, has even gotten more so as as Oregon State has done well. And so, uh, you know, so it's, yeah, like the Northwest um, has always been a big producer of baseball talent so it's there um and it's there to work with you know southwest washington is like a big baseball area and yep. obviously the you know metro but it's yeah it goes beyond king county basically you know it's it's a, a lot of the more rural areas produce a lot of baseball talent and you know yep. um uh, we had even i was a a small rural school outside of yakima and we had like guys at least go to like community college to play like because there's just good baseball players you know we had we had guys that you know played pro ball and you know like there's guys all around that played pro ball like in in some way you know in single a or something you know so uh it's 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 just it's it's you you you're more likely to find that than like any other sport Around here, so it's definitely there. It's it, it it there's a chance like you don't have to have this like natural national and I don't think any baseball program does like has like a national recruiting uh, base. I think a lot of the California schools are drawn from California and the Arizona schools are drawn from Arizona and California. Yeah,
0: it's an extremely uh, regional sport. Yeah. E- even more so than than people like think of football as a regional sport. Like baseball is really, 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 really regional. So, right. So.
1: All right, so yeah
0: that that happened yeah good uh, luck to the next guy
1: good luck to the next
0: guy you'll... I, I'm sure somewhere Donnie and and Marty are gonna have a beer and and just be like we got screwed and you know whatever because you know the facilities weren't in place or
1: I mean you look really at really
0: my... feel bad for by the way yeah I really feel bad for Jake Lee's bat boy oh bat boy extraordinaire. Dancing bat boy has, has just lost his job. It's Man. pretty sad, actually. What's he gonna do now? I don't know. I'm sure his dad's gonna get another job.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be an assistant job at first. But yep,
0: I think that or or,
1: or you know a smaller school. But yep, um, but his, I mean, he does have a pretty bad record attached to him now. Is his first head coaching job, and he uh, won. What like less than seventy games? Uh, yeah. In, in four seasons. Yeah, uh, that's not good. Only.
0: Not 30, in baseball.
1: Thirty-one conference games in four seasons. Yeah. That's, uh, when you're that's,
0: playing thirty conference games, that's that's not so good.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Nope. Um,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I didn't envision this being a baseball podcast very much, but uh, there we we did it. We. Uh, we did well, it. Well, I, I guess soon we'll have more. To talk about as well yeah.
0: well um, i'm sure we'll be able to offer you know really insightful in-depth opinions on whoever it is that he hires
1: so jeff um jeff jokingly said I-, I need your list of 10 potential candidates by the time we record and i and i was like i could not name a single baseball like a division one baseball coach off the top of my head including oregon state's coach like you said his name and i was like yep And I see, I already forgot. So I don't I don't know anything about college baseball. I was starting to read the guy that um, tweeted it out first. He's like a division one baseball writer. And I started to read his feed and he started people were suggesting replacements. And I was like, no, no, no! do not taint my mind with names, (laughs) no names. Um, But yeah, so um, good luck to whoever you are. Um, I literally have no clue who you could be.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure you'll be great, whoever you are. Yeah. We believe in you. Go we Cougs. We believe in
1: you. Go Cougs.
0: So, um. Speaking of people th- we believe in.
1: Kyle Smith.
0: Kyle Smith.
1: He, uh, probably his, uh, his most intriguing signing. for Yeah. Sure. A couple of them. A couple of them. Um, start with the big man. Yeah. I uh, sound a uh, ukrainian i i I don't know how to say his name.
0: just call him vova. vova vova which
1: is awful.
0: I know poor kid he doesn't even know like what that sounds like in English. I don't uh, think. that would be my guess, but that's okay. Vova. we're gonna go with vo. we're gonna we're gonna emphasize the vo so that so that then it doesn't sound like
1: there's no l something else. L. yeah, but vova. yeah. But man, uh, so we we knew at at San Francisco he tapped into the Eastern European market. Um, we knew he tapped in the Australian market. We already knew about Ryan Rapp. Uh, but now he's already in the very his very first recruiting class uh, pulled a guy um, from the Eastern European market. I'm gonna try to say his name. I gotta find it to read it. Um, damn it, where's our story? Try to read our story. <laughs> now I can't
0: find it. Oh, Craig!
1: I want to hear you try to. All
0: right, so I think here's how I think it's pronounced. Um, I think that it is pronounced Markovitsky. I I think it's just Markovitsky.
1: So it so it it it's not. Now the not the tricky. first name
0: is Volodymyr, which you know apparently now is Vova, but. Like I'll bet it's something cl- because okay, so he's Ukrainian, right? So my guess is that it's something approximating Vladimir, like maybe it's like Volodymyr or something like yeah. like a like, a, like a, you know I obviously don't speak the language, <laughs> you know, but but my guess would be maybe it's it's a Ukrainian variant of of Vladimir. So anyway. Markovetsky, yeah. I'm guessing, is how you just pronounced the last name. So yeah, even Mark, though there's Mark two Ys.
1: Vo- vo- yeah.
0: Vova vo- I, I, I went
1: Kavetsky. to a page, and it had a um, – so Coog fan beat us on the Google meter. Um, <laughs> how the hell did uh, that happen? I don't know, since uh, Jeff beat them on the report on this one. Yeah, um, right. But uh, so <laughs> I, I – um, so I uh, I I pulled that up and they have autoplay videos on their website. Get that get that the fuck out of here. Oh, uh, that's is, the worst. Is there anything that is the worse? worst. That, especially
0: no. once I play There's with sound. Worse. There's nothing worse. Especially when you're a teacher and maybe you're like clicking on a, a article because you want to read it really quick while your kids are like getting their stuff out and then all of a sudden it starts blasting over the speaker this video on a on a Coug fan page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's the worst.
1: Or yeah, or you're on like a conference call and you're just not paying attention, <laughs> and you're not on mute, and uh, you you pull up a site and on Yahoo or the, I don't know whoever does that still. Or actually, it's, it's had a comeback. It's, it's had a resurgence. I think that advertise that sites were like just screw it, just do it. I don't care what they say, just do it. Like we have to pay for this shit somehow. Um, of course coog fan charges still so I don't know why we gotta do of, the kind of both the autoplay video but um but yeah so um uh, uh so we got um yeah Volodymyr demir Volodymyr, Volodymyr, um Mark he's seven foot tall which is already fun that's fun yeah and also doesn't look like a total goober like no uh because nobody doesn't definitely had some seven foot goobers justin smith yes we have um is probably the last one i like i think clifford was seven foot wasn't he or close to it yeah yep um but yeah we've had some seven footers that were just goobers and everywhere has seven footers that are goobers uh but he's got you know he's he's got that european seven footer Uh, look to him not a three-point shooter not an outside shooter uh but he's definitely got some skill um uh we you know we he's he's probably traditional and uh traditional more traditional seven footer than than you would think of like maybe your modern day seven footers who are um parameter in um he seems to be more interior out but he seems like a great offensive rebounder um can block shots um has some touch around the rim um you know he's he's still he's a he's a work in progress for sure um but man when you have a kid that's already playing against you know adults uh not high schoolers as much and and he's a um he is on the u18 national team ukrainian ukrainian's team isn't Ukraine's team isn't like a, a European power by any means, but, but yeah, you, I mean, there, there's some stuff that, you know, that's exciting. And, and I think he's probably, and he's, he's not like seven foot 200. Like he's got a little bit of meat on him. Yep. And I, and I, I just, you know, it, it, it seems like he'll almost certainly play next year.
0: <laughs> he, he's going to play next year. So, so my, my source within the program, um, <laughs> You know the things that he said about him were were the big things were that he um, it, number one really loved the the club that he was playing for. Um, so he was playing for a club in Lithuania, which is a um, a noted sort of European high level European basketball club. Um, so for people who aren't really familiar with European basketball, you have your it's 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 structured a lot like soccer, where you've got your domestic um, league. And then you've also got the European league where it's like the best of the domestic teams then go on to this, you know, continent, uh, competition, right. Sort of like soccer with the UEFA champions league. Right. So in, in, you know, European basketball, that's the Euro league. Um, and so the, the, the club that he was with is, is an excellent Euro league level team. And he's been with them for some time developing. He moved up through their junior system, uh, played with their second team this past year. And so the the bigger thing isn't um, sort of the production because he, he didn't have a ton of production, um, didn't play a whole lot for the second team, but um, it, it's a quality club where he was getting good coaching. And, and that's sort of the big thing is that he, you know, he comes to WSU now with um, excellent coaching, good fundamentals. Um, the thing that, that sort of was emphasized there was that he has great touch around the basket, um, really good feel for the game. Just, just kind of, a. Um, a smart kid, you know. I would I would sort of caution against expecting too much out of him. Um, next year, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be a little still a little rough around the edges, yeah, even though he's got just, a lot of let, experience.
1: Let's point out that he's a seven footer that yep, was available is, this late in the period, exactly. And went still a seven
0: footer, still available, but they really love his potential. Um, they love what he um you know what he can grow into because as you mentioned he's not you know he's not you know your your you know skinny big man right i mean he's he's not small but he's not large um, he's got room to to put on some muscle um, and to continue to work on you know things like his footwork things like his is you know his jump shot so he can add that facet to his game um, all those things are available for him he definitely needs um, a little bit of work in that but he is skilled enough to play next year and and they need him, right? Because Jeff yeah. Pollard can only play so many minutes. Um, and so, you know, for the you know ten minutes a night that Jeff Pollard isn't playing, you know, this is a guy ten to fifty who can play ten to fifteen minutes. Um, draw some fouls, draw some fouls <laughs> maybe block some shots um, you know, give you a little bit, of, a little bit of production that way. So yeah, so this is a, this is a super positive move. I mean, you know, you know, and long readers of Cook Center know that I've been banging the drum for international recruiting. Um, you know, since before, you know, Ken Bone was fired, that that was a thing that we needed to be doing. Um, and, and when Ken Bone was fired, that was a thing that I said we needed to do with our next coach. And then obviously they hired Ernie Kent, who was never, ever, 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 Ever going to consider recruiting internationally, and and now we've got you know two kids, uh, two international kids joining the team already with uh, Ryan Rapp from Australia, and then and then Vova from uh, Ukraine. So yes, yeah, so I'm 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 tickled pink. I think it's great, um, and and I think this uh, this is exactly the kind of guy we need to go get because you're not going to get you know semi skilled seven footers in the U S. to come to uh, to come to Pullman. So
1: yeah. So did you did you already add Volodymyr? Mar- and Markovetsky into your uh, dictionary.
0: <laughs> I every so I I am practicing the uh, the old school reporter trick, which is just to like do it right one time and then copy and paste it everywhere else you need to use it.
1: <laughs> very good, very good. That's how that's, that's what I do with the. shrug That's how emoji. I
0: roll to make sure you know, that like the,
1: right. the shrug emoji on on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You have to use like different. I'm pretty sure everybody keyboards. does that. Yeah, you just they, they type
0: in Google shrug emoji and then they go copy it and paste it. Well,
1: because you can't do it with an a an no. English keyboard. So. No. Nope. <laughs> but uh, but it's 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 great. Um. I uh. So yeah, I'm super excited. Seven footer. Um. He seems long and and somewhat athletic. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he's. Uh, I think he's got a ton of potential. So
1: so I'll uh, say. Um. Already next year on uh with our new coach who plans a slower style more defensive oriented style i think just with the new recruits he's brought in we're already more long and athletic than the, <laughs> the, the guy who was trying to be long and athletic, long
0: athletic team. <laughs> it's so it's so true it's it's so true we have we have like a we, legit, we have a legit like forever. six three six four six five you know guards like no we got you know noah williams coming in at six five like i mean come on yeah. yeah, we're going to be longer and more athletic, which is why part of the reason why we're going to play better defense um, next year for sure. So
1: Defense. I know. Um, it's going to be so exciting. So speaking of defense, yeah. one of the better defensive players of all time, particularly in rebounding, probably one of the greatest. Probably, I don't know, at least the greatest. I mean, pound rebounder. for pound,
0: the greatest rebounder for sure. Yeah, I mean or inch for inch, would that be inch for inch? Probably inch, inch for inch. Inch for inch would be the best. Uh,
1: even pound it. per pound, because he wasn't that that's true big. Uh I mean Barkley's definitely up there too, but um because yeah, I think he's actually like one. six foot four. He but, was uh at three. Yeah. But but anyways, Dennis Rodman, obviously uh, one of the most annoying players, uh but uh who I appreciate more in retrospect, but when
0: I was younger, just his well, style kind of play was so obnoxious that's because the uh, bulls took a championship from us so yep
1: but anyway so his son dj rodman uh which does
0: it stand for dennis jr it, it does stand for dennis jr. um
1: is also coming to pullman um definitely a very different style of player uh much more parameter oriented uh you know from stat wise a good rebounder um not sure how well that translates to an, a, a better, uh, top level where he's not the most athletic guy on the floor. Um, but, uh, yeah, six, six, uh, definitely a score, um, from the looks of it, at least on his high school team. And, and, um, um, and, you know, obviously what you saw across Coog Twitter, uh, was, uh, many jokes and, and many, much excitement over who might be coming for the next dad's weekend. Um, or or who may be coming to Pullman for f- basketball games, uh, maybe a a guy in a in a fur coat, maybe uh, with uh, a, a a particular um, uh, North Korean dictator, you know, as a guest or something. Uh, but uh, Jeff, um, as as you've heard, and um, uh, tell me. That's probably not going to happen, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, he'll probably visit. I, I mean, I imagine he'll visit Pullman, but what I've been told is that that dad's sort of not really in the picture. That it's, um, that it's a very sort of long distance relationship there. Um, so I, I would not count on you know Dennis Rodman senior being in the uh, being in the audience for, um, you know, very many games. Uh, you know, and it's when you when you read some of the interviews with with dj um you know it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to hear him talk more when you know when people you know like you know wcu affiliated reporters uh, spend some time talking to him because you know the sense from reading between the lines of the of the different stuff i've seen is that you know that that his name has <laughs> sort of uh, you know maybe been a little bit of a burden to be honest um you know when you when you're it, it's not just your dad is is a you know, a former basketball player. It's not just that your dad's a hall of famer. It's that your dad's, you know, freaking Dennis Rodman, who's, you know, the king of whatever he is. And it's like, you know, so, you know, you're, you're kind of bringing all that baggage with you too. And, and there's a sense I get just from reading the interviews that he's done that, um, that, that that you know at times is maybe weighed a little heavy on him that you know that his dad is is who mm-hmm. he is and um and, and maybe hasn't been around a whole lot so um you know so where people sort of grabbed onto that immediately like yeah Dennis Rodman and Pullman oh my God you know I mean and I, and I get it but um it certainly seems like dad's not not really in the picture a whole lot um, that this kid is definitely his own kid. Um, the way it was described to me by my source was that, um, you know, he's a, he's a great kid with a great head on his shoulder and just, um, you know, really put together and, 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 a, and a good all around basketball player, um, you know, just a smooth, smooth player, smooth three point shot, um, you know, just a really smooth kid. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's, he seems like a good fit. He's a hard worker, um, you know, just kind of all the things you really do want in a player and, uh, you know, so, so for that, I'm pretty excited.
1: What what, um, where do you see him slotting in, uh, like a three or two?
0: Yeah, I think he's like a two, three, uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't know, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know what, um, I haven't looked that closely at Kyle Smith's offense. I do know that he likes to have two ball handlers, you know, the one and the two, two guys who can handle the ball. So, um, you know, the three, I imagine there's a little bit of flexibility there. (coughs) Excuse me with the three, four where, you know, you got, you know, you got a wing who, you know, maybe is, you know, six five six 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 seven who can play that spot. Um, so that's kind of where I see him slotting. I do see that one of our commenters, regular commenters, Holly weird said they didn't think he was actually six, six. I had seen some stuff that said he was six, four, um, re recently it's been six, six. So, I mean, so who knows what, what it actually is, you know, maybe it's actually six, five. Um, but he seems to have, you know, sort of a, a wing type game to him. And, you know, who knows his, uh, his, his dad shot up with height late in his life. So right. maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be the case here. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um,
1: yeah. And, uh, uh, obviously like uh, probably the, um, our last two signings, probably the most interesting signings for different reasons. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, um, Cougar recruiting is exciting. Again.
0: And is. there could be there could be more. yeah, um, But it all depends on Ahmed Ali and Nigel John. So Ali went to the transfer portal. He He apparently is maybe coming back. Mm-hmm. Still don't know. So my source was like, I eh, don't know. Um, Nigel John, kind of same deal. He's a guy who signed with Ernie Camp back in November. Um, has kind of seemed in and out, and and hasn't seemed to indicate one way or the other if he's if he's staying. Um, he's definitely still welcome at WSU. I can tell you that. So it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see um, whether he whether he sticks with that or whether whether he decides on a different course. So. So, yeah. So those two guys would be the last two scholarships. Um, so if one of them, you know, decide to bail or both decide to bail, um, then there could be potentially two more scholarships available. But, um, you know, it'd be I'm not sure that they're. Actively recruiting anybody right now to fill those two spots. So it could be a situation where they decide to just hold them. Hold them. Um, could be a situation where maybe they just look for an opportunistic thing where you know maybe somebody is a you know a, a grad transfer. A, so. Yeah, meh, probably not a grad transfer at this point, but maybe like a sit out transfer. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I think might be that sort of deal. So.
1: Well, and and we probably should mention. Um, your source also confirmed with you that we got to pour one out for podcast versus everyone favorite marvin cannon yeah who, who will be uh, who will be leaving
0: yeah he's out yeah yeah marvin cannon's out isaiah wade is out those two guys are out so so yeah super bummer uh i know that everybody is bummed we're bummed and and i can tell you that the the program is bummed about uh about losing about losing cannon so yeah it sucks but you know it seems like it was um a situation where you know you just you know didn't want to be in Pullman anymore, um, which, you know, I listen, you know, he's from Virginia. So, you know, if, if he thinks he can, you know, get closer to home and and do um, and do what he can do there, you know, I mean, you know, good for him. I wish him well. And and I wish he would have stuck around because I think he could have been uh, an absolute defensive monster under Kyle Smith.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, uh, good luck to him. Uh, yep. Good luck to Wade. Uh, hope they find places they are where they're happier and, and, uh, maybe find more minutes and all that. So, um, yeah, uh, basketball, we did it. We talked about baseball we and basketball. Did we have had stuff to talk about and we are deep into May. So who knows? Uh, we might not have to come up with ideas yet. Um, but yeah, what, what are we at right now? How are we doing? Uh, we're an hour and seven, Craig. Well, we probably should just keep move this thing along.
0: Let's move it along.
1: Let's let's talk about your cats, Jeff.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So we uh so we have had we so when we moved out here to Graham to uh, podcast versus everyone HQ East. Um. So you've been to my house, obviously, like the listeners have not. Um. I live on That's what on a you little think. bit. Of, yeah, <laughs> I live on a little bit of property, like a little little over an acre. Um, it's rural Graham, which is you know sort of uh, you know East Pierce County, and uh, and so you know we have rodents you know, all over the place. Cause, cause I live on, on a little bit of land. So we have runs all over the place. So we, we had a cat at one point, um, who
1: well, was, guess what? If you live in the middle of Tacoma, you have rats.
0: Yeah, everywhere. that's true. You have rats. Well. We have like mice, like okay. mice. We, we do straight have
1: straight up long tail, disgusting yeah. rats
0: we have rats too, but, but mostly mice. And so, um, so anyway, so, so we had a cat in, in last summer and she was fantastic. And, you know, we adopt her from the humane society. She was wonderful. She was an, um, indoor outdoor cat would go out and, and, and hunt mice and would, you know, bring them up to the door and leave them there for us as a, as a nice little gift. And, um, so she was great at, at sort of keeping the rodents away for the most part. And then one night, um, she, Went out and didn't come back, and we had some coyotes who were roaming uh, near the property, and so we're pretty sure that uh, the coyotes uh, may have had had a little bit of dinner with her, which was super sad, and we and we missed her, and so we uh so somebody you know on, on in a Facebook group that that Sarah was a part of uh, had had a litter of cats. And so, um, they were, they, they were, you know, trying to get rid of their kittens and we were like, you know, it's probably time we get a couple more cats, you know, cause summertime is going to roll around. You know, we want to, we want to get those rodents, you know, when the weather's warm and they're running around. So, um, so yeah, so let's get, let's get a couple kittens. So we go over there and we pick out our kittens and we're like, she's like, well, which one, what kind do you want? What do you want? And we're like. You know, okay, we we'll probably you know let's get two so that we have litter mates, you know, so that they can you know sort of keep each other company. And then um, let's get a couple boys, you know, just you know seems like you know nice to, to have a couple boys. And so, um, so we pick a couple boys, and she's like, okay, well, you can come back in a few weeks and pick them up, and then they'll they'll be fully weaned and ready to go. Okay, great. So, a few weeks later, we come back, pick them up, pick up the two cats, bring them home um one is a a tuxedo cat so a black cat with you know white paws and you know kind of white marks on the nose and things like that and the other cat's kind of a a gray and you know striped cat right and and uh, you know basically your your basic domestic short hair cat right and so you know so we bring these cats home and they're great you know these kittens and, and they're playing and whatever and you know, all these things. And, you know, we're like, oh, it's so cute. You know, we got these brothers and they love playing with each other and they torment each other and they bite on each other and whatever. Right. Okay. So time's going by, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So about two days ago, about two days ago, I'm like, kind of looking at, at one of the cats, the tuxedo cat. And I'm like, and, and by the way, we named this tuxedo cat Figaro and the other cat, the, the striped cat is named Ty. And so, you know, Figaro, we're like, you know, the kid's name, name Figaro. And I'm, I'm like, you know, Figaro, wow, you're, you're looking kind of, man, you've been eating a lot. And so then I like start petting Figaro and Figaro rolls over and I start petting Figaro's underbelly and I feel nipples. <laughs> and i'm like no no oh, oh, man. no fuck no 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 so i'm like sarah sarah come downstairs i need to talk to you and she's like what what and i'm like are we sure that figaro is a boy and she's like, yeah, I, uh, I felt those a couple days ago and I wasn't going to say, it. and I'm just like, oh my God, you know, I mean, we just never like really examined, you know, we never really took a really close look, you know? And so, you know, for so cat- I,
1: I don't know how much experience you have with a boy cat who has not been neutered. Yeah. They had giant ass balls in the back.
0: They do. So, so here's the thing. So this cat is, you know, like I said, it's a tuxedo cat. They're black. Um, you know, so it's not quite as easy to see as like, so Ty, like the balls are quite large and easy to see and he's gray and they kind of stick out. Um, the black cat, it was sort of like, you know, when they were younger, you kind of looked and it kind of looked like maybe, you know, when they were smaller, right? Well, you know, I didn't keep examining while they were getting bigger, you know? So, so I'm like sitting there and we're like, looking at this. I'm going, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And I'm feeling like the biggest idiot in the world. Right. I'm like, okay, great. I now have a super pregnant cat. Oh, I am the worst pet owner in history. We didn't get them like fixed. Cause we're like, Oh, we're super busy. You know, they're a couple of boy cats, whatever. We just won't let them outside. Right. Cause we knew that they could be like, you know, fertile after like four months. Like we knew that it doesn't take long for cats. So we're like, okay, we'll just keep them inside. You know, summer will roll around. We'll get them fixed. And then they can start playing outside and everything will be fine. We'll set them out on the property. They'll go eat mice and everybody will be happy. Right? <sighs> Craig, I got a litter of kittens coming. God damn it.
1: Well, if it if it makes you feel any better, they'll probably all die.
0: Well, that doesn't make me feel better,
1: So. Craig. Uh, much like when I was a kid, your boys will get to experience watching tons of little kittens die. Because m- my parents did not spay my uh, cat. And uh, it got pregnant multiple times. And uh, it had that Munch Munchausen by proxy, I swear. And it did not want the kittens to survive. So hopefully your, uh, your Figaro or Figueroa... is 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 a loving mother and and, i hope so and and you'll take him to safeway and put him in a box and people will take them and it'll be fine
0: no that's what facebook is for man we have kittens come get our kittens yeah no it's (laughs) good luck with that with those three boys I feel like, like I'm telling you, I have never
1: felt like immediately, right? I have.
0: I've never felt more. And and believe me, there are plenty of times in my life where I felt stupid. I have never felt more stupid than in that moment last night where I realized I did not realize that I have a boy and a girl cat. And It, it the two of them. Jeff, have you never watched The Price is Right? I mean, I have, but like I said, like if that, we had two boys. We're like, ah, we'll just get it done when we have some time and no big deal. And they're
1: obviously, they never come inside then, right? Like uh, rarely, or they just stink up your house with their spraying
0: the cats, the boy cat. The boy oh, the cat? Ca- yeah. The cats are just inside all the time. He doesn't spray much. We, we had a little bit of an issue when his box gets dirty. Like if, uh, so Tristan's job is to clean the box. So when he doesn't clean the box, yeah, every like cat
1: spay neutered or not gets really fucking annoying if their box gets turned yeah
0: and so that's that's when we've had so they go they actually it's funny because he actually goes um in the boy's room (laughs) where (laughs) the boy who's supposed to clean the box he goes in the boy's room and like pees on their blankets and it's like (laughs) well, you should have cleaned his box, buddy. But, um, yeah, so I, I have never felt stupider than when I realized that, uh, that we did not have two boy cats that I did not inspect closely enough. I just sort of took the word so, for who we got the kittens from. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we shit, we have kittens coming. Yeah. So, Hey, so podcast versus everyone listeners, man, one needs a kitten. I'm your guy.
1: Official podcast versus everyone kids.
0: That's right. uh, Official. Um, Oh, and by the way, I did did my research on this. It is not...
1: They're all going to be named Gardner.
0: It is not... Yeah. It is not necessarily a problem that they are inbred. So, like, that's that's like... uh, Apparently, like breeders did that once upon a time. They would inbreed to make sure the breed was pure and you know weird stuff. And so, anyway, it's not necessarily a problem that it's brother and sister, you know, doing it over there in the room. And so, apparently, the kittens can be perfectly healthy coming from from litter mates. So that's
1: well, cross my ever fingers. Seen, if you've ever seen Game of Thrones. Then you know I have that, not
0: seen Game of Thrones. Then, but... then
1: you know that the uh, inbred children are perfectly healthy. They're just sometimes really mean. Okay. Um,
0: That's what I'll have then.
1: Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, Jeff, um, do you know, do you remember my cat's name? Boycat. Do you know why his name is Boycat?
0: Because he's a boy.
1: So. Uh, when we got, so we acquired Boycat many, many years ago. Uh, I was student teaching in Yakima. Um, I had moved in, I had not moved in with Amanda yet. Um, but, uh, there was, there's a bar, there's a, the, her parents' neighbors behind them. They have a barn and they had a litter of cats that they were, uh, giving, you know, much like you will soon have, that they were, uh, giving out to uh people yeah we took one of the cats uh the cat had been to the vet uh to get uh shots and such and um uh we were told that uh it was a girl and uh we named the cat chloe and so for you know uh by the time i you know I had moved over to Seattle and I moved in with Amanda. We were living on Capitol Hill in a grand old time with, with Chloe and um, we had taken her over. Uh, there was like a, you know, we were young and out of college and didn't have a lot of money. so we found like a clinic over in Bellevue of all places uh, that did, uh, that did a uh, cheap um, uh, 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 space. Uh, so if it's a spay, they have to keep them overnight because it's like an invasive surgery. If it's a neuter, they're just clipping from the outside, and and you get them back a you know a few hours later, all drugged up. Um. So we drop Chloe off at the Humane Society that is going to do this, and uh, Amanda is just you know has never spent a night away from Chloe. Uh, she's distraught. Um. Uh, you know, she's very sad. We're on our way. We go to, it was very early. We dropped him off. We went, we went to a McDonald's to get some breakfast. Um, for some reason decided to eat in the McDonald's. I don't know why to this day. Why we did
0: that. <laughs> um, Who does that?
1: I, I don't know. Except we for sat people, down. old
0: people or people with children.
1: Yeah. Right? We sat down for breakfast at McDonald's in That's Bellevue. Amazing. Maybe it was, it was a, a nice McDonald's. It was in Bellevue. It's
0: a nice McDonald's. Um,
1: So we're eating our Egg McMuffins, and uh, Amanda gets a phone call. So Amanda had said, I wish Chloe was a boy so that we could take him home tonight. Well, while we're sitting at McDonald's, Amanda gets a phone call, and it's the vet. And I'm like, oh no, what happened? (laughs) What happened? And Amanda, the look on her face is just the weirdest look. I'm like, this, I can't read this at all. And she gets off the phone. And like this kind of half cry, half laugh goes,
0: Chloe's a boy. (laughs) Wishes do come true, Craig. Wishes do come true. Wishes
1: come true. So we did get to pick up Chloe later that day. And then... Uh, being the gender Nazis that we are, decided Chloe needed to be, have a new name. Um, <laughs> didn't want to get anything confused ever again. So yeah. we decided to call Chloe Boycat. And yeah. uh, that has been his name ever since he is Boycat. That is his actual name. We don't just call him Boycat because he is a Boycat. His actual name it's is boycat. boycat, which is, uh. Which is always fun to explain to vets and stuff. Yeah. And so, yes, Jeff, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> um, I can recall. Well, good.
0: Now I feel, I feel slightly
1: less stupid. So, I, I will say there's like a specific time. So, Boycat is a Manx. Uh, so, he's born without a, without a tail. Right. Um, So, sometimes he has a little and trouble. He's a when... Big ass cat, too. Big ass cat. Yeah, big ass cat. Sometimes he has a little trouble when he poops, getting everything off of there because he doesn't have a tail to like flick it off. Um, so, you know, occasionally you'll have to wash his butt. Um, so, uh, it's funny. I do think back and I remember like I was not working today. Amanda was at work and I, and, and, uh, Chloe had, uh, not fully been able to get all the poop off and she was wandering around with a big old poop on her butt. And so I took her in the bathtub and I was washing it off. And I remember it was like really soft and weird. There was like I was like, man, this is—is—is is, is, am I feeling her lady? That's a name? large vagina. Yeah, that's a large <laughs> vagina right here. Uh, <laughs> and, and I didn't think anything more of it. Because uh-huh. I was playing with some balls. <laughs> um, so Boycat never had balls from when we knew he was a, a boy. Uh-huh. Of course, cats hide their dicks deep within. Uh huh. They don't show them off like dogs.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if they did. That'd make life easier. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have screwed this up.
1: Oh, man. So so we both have gender uh, or sex. It's not gender. It's sex yeah. switching. And, and I will say, okay. by
0: the way, so like after last night when like I said to Sarah, I'm like, oh, my God, we have a pregnant cat. Fuck. You know. So, OK, so we're like and, and all of a sudden I like have to f- switch and I'm like. This cat that for, you know, whatever, four or five months I've been calling a boy is now suddenly a girl. And I'm like, I'm trying to like be like, you know, she, she,
1: she is pregnant, right? Gosh. Well, you should, you should ask her what pronouns.
0: Yeah, I should ask. What does she prefer? Do you prefer she? Do you prefer they? Do you prefer them? I don't know.
1: And we're not making fun of that it's totally i'm valid. not
0: no i'm not i'm not i'm, not. I'm, just, I'm just saying, saying like, you should i'm like it, it was definitely But i do something. think
1: it's kind of funny how we're like oh god we can't call them he and anymore like like right. the cat gives a fuck like the cat, does not. <laughs> the cat does not care I,
0: i'm pretty sure the cat's name is gonna stay figaro tristan yeah, is that's insistent fine. tristan is insistent that once you give the cat the name like that's their name and argue. it doesn't matter you can and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's probably true. Just call her Figgy. Yeah. Or yeah. just call her Figaro. It's
1: fine. Yeah. She doesn't know the difference.
0: You know, does Figaro really have to be a boy name? I don't know. It's probably fine.
1: Probably in Italian, like literally, because they have like uh, uh, gender specific fig- n- nouns. <laughs> Would it be
0: Figaro? <laughs> as uh as the italian yeah, figura, gender, probably gender specific so yeah. it'd be it'd be
1: like if you're if you're like from the south or something you're like it's figura
0: yeah there we go Figura. yeah yeah something like that yeah so so ty will be making his visit to the vet here pretty quickly yes we'll take care of him uh and then in a couple of months when uh when when Figur figaro figura fi- Figueroa is is done uh you know nursing the babies then then uh we we will get her him they them taken care of and uh yeah yep yep it was funny though it did make me feel better going online because i was like i was like oh my gosh like 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 what am i dealing with here am i gonna you know, I've got you know inbred cats. I'm like, you know, like super young, obviously pregnancy, right? And so I'm just like, is this like a problem? You know, nope, nope. It's it's nor it's it's not normal, but it's like not abnormal. And also, I am not the first person to have this problem. So,
1: no, that made me feel. I mean, it was a lot better slight- for my way. Like, uh, Chloe wasn't gonna randomly get pregnant
0: because you were smart enough to only have one cat. Well,
1: and all, yeah, and we didn't have – yeah, we didn't have two cats and never went outside and whatever. Yeah, he he's terrible at going outside. But yeah. It's funny. If you look at him now, you're like, he's definitely a boy. He's enormous. Yep. Like, and he has a huge head. Like, the uh, the vet that day was like, yeah, as soon as you brought him in, I saw the size of his head. And I'm like, there's no way that's a girl. <laughs> and we're like, thanks.
0: <laughs> well, Guess the funny thing super... is – okay, so the funny thing is now with, with the girl – our girl cat – like yeah her head is smaller like i look i see it now but it's like you know i just thought well the other thing was you know we thought he was he she he was the runt we were like well he's just the runt like and he and he was he was like the smallest cat out of the litter and whatever and then yeah anyway whatever i feel stupid i'm about to have kittens if you need a kitten hit me up no thanks um come on craig i'll bet b would love a kitten uh,
1: she has two saying, dogs and a cat. She's fine.
0: Oh no no no! There's nothing like a kitten, Craig. There's nothing like a kitten. Yeah. I'm there's, telling you. There's nothing. There's nothing like one.
1: They become a cat very quickly. That is true. <laughs> Even faster than B became a top. Dog. <laughs> that,
0: yeah 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> that is true.
1: Um, but yeah. Uh, we've got a couple minutes. I'll just say. What else we got left? So, um, I took, as I alluded to earlier, um, I took B to two sporting events this weekend. Actually, I had one of the like busiest weekends around, around the sound that in a while my mom was in town. My sister, my poor, my poor, poor sister has had the worst pregnancy, including a third trimester gallbladder removal. um just a nightmare a nightmare of a pregnancy but at least she doesn't have tiny stones ruining her life every day now um but so my mom flew up to you know help out around the house with her to help take care of her um so she was here and so i took on saturday night i took her to there's uh or friday night um, there's a monthly market in Tacoma, which if you're around the area, I highly recommend it, especially if you like to see, to watch hipsters in their natural habitat. Um, called the Tacoma Night Market, typically uh, once a month on Saturday, uh, but they had a Friday and Saturday edition this year this month because it was a one year anniversary. It's pretty cool. Lots of local uh, Tacoma artists uh, and like clothing makers and and, uh, different stuff and food and, uh, uh, some secondhand stuff. You can find some cool old sport hats or whatever. Um, and they had a DJ playing they, they got Bodhi on tap. So, um, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun time. I also took my mom to the new engine house nine brewery, uh, which is a real cool spot. Uh, but anyway, so on, then on Saturday I took B to the, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the rain FC match, uh, you know, I want to inspire her with women at the top of their, their top of their game. Um, uh, she mostly liked the cheers, hated the fireworks. Um, but, uh, had a good time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a really good time. Actually, she had a lot of fun. Um, had a big old poop right about the 85th minute. So, uh, I got, and we, I, I had to, we had to we had to take a quick exit um, to change her diaper, but I did get to uh, there was quite a lot of stoppage time, and uh, in part because uh, Rain FC's goalie got hurt, um, and Rain FC of course because it was like you know the 93rd minute was out of subs, and so they played uh, they played a, a regular old defensive player as the goalie. No, she didn't have to make any saves did make a nice uh, uh, interception of a cross uh, uh, you know which is a good goalie skill um, but uh, but um, it was it was pretty funny watching just you know they had the the universal uh, uh, sport thing a penny she was wearing a penny uh, to denote that she could use her hands um, so that was pretty interesting to watch it was worth uh, kind of worth the whole trip just see something weird like that. Uh, but then on Sunday, took her up to the Mariners game. Um, they were handing out infinity scarves to moms. I was carrying B in a front pack. I looked at the guy and he goes, Do you want one? I was like, Hell yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Come on, dad.
0: Carry yeah. The baby right he here. He sees
1: a sucker. Yeah. Give me give me that infinity scarf. But uh, B and I did wear our matching, uh, which I did get at the at, at a from a local Tacoma clothier. Um, a, uh, these uh, Ken Griffey Jr. shirts, like kind of a three, uh, it's got a three at anim- like three pictures on it, kind of with his swing, you know. And so B has a onesie that's just barely fits her still, and uh, I have a T-shirt that I'm losing weight and just. It's a little almost too big. So we're going different directions there. Um, but we we got to wear that. I figured it'd be the last time we had to wear them together. Um, obviously, we took B to Disney World, but I knew she would love the moose, and uh, she certainly did. Um, I, I tried to take her before the game, uh, but we just missed him. So I, I couldn't resist. I bought her a moose doll, and she loved it. And obviously, gave her something to do. <laughs> um, but that which is important, which is important. Uh, but then, right after I bought her the moose, the moose started do, doing his pregame sort of rounds, and we were on a. Uh, we actually, our seats were supposed to be on like the twelfth row on in like left field, but that was it was sunny, and babies do not go well with sun. So I just hung back in the back of the row, underneath like underneath the overhang. But the then of course the moose came over. And she was just like waving to from hundred, you know, like a hundred feet away, just like waving, trying to like, Oh my God, she was so excited seeing him. So I had to walk, I walked down there and you know, she got to give him a high five, whatever. So of course I had to, he, he basically, he does pictures like in the third inning and the seventh inning and in his moose den, we made trips to both. Uh, so we got some cute pictures. The second round I got us with our, with our matching shirts the first one i wasn't prepared enough We were still wearing our jackets and i didn't i was like oh no but the second time it had gotten warm and so taking off our jackets and we were ready to go and we got a real good picture for mom and and uh B loved the moose and uh even would you know she's to the point where she knows that something's going on on the field um so i could be like baseball, baseball, and then she'd see the ball, and she'd be like, ball, 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 because she knows ball games now. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, We could watch rugby, and she goes, ball, ball, ball. Like, even though the ball doesn't look anything like, you know, the basketball or the baseball or the soccer ball, but um, it was a long day. You know, we'd maybe stay for, like, 20 minutes and then bail. But, man, I let her down on that field, just let her run. And she had a blast. And that was the nicest grass she's ever going to play on in her entire life. Like That was like the most perfect grass. And and so she's just like hysterically laughing as she's running around because she's been, you know, sitting on my lap or just standing in front of me in the seat or whatever for, you know, not being able to move very much for the last three hours. And then she just gets to like let it loose. So we ended up staying like she was occupied long enough. So I was like, okay, we made it long enough. I got to stay till the end of this damn movie so I can see the Mariners. In it. <laughs> like, that's the best part about that movie is that the Mariners win at the end. Yep. Um, uh, And Griffey's in it and Randy Johnson and Lou Pinella are in it and Dave Madigan for some reason. Um, <laughs> whoever they could get. Like, we need one other player. Dave Madigan. Of course. Of course. Of course. Um. But yeah, who else would you choose? Yeah, who else? Who else? Uh, But uh, yeah, so it was pretty funny watching it. Uh, Griffey hits a homer. Uh, The people that stayed to watch the movie cheer, (laughs) and then of course that movie ends one of the great endings with where the the protagonist team actually loses to the Mariners and and doesn't go to the playoffs. The Mariners win the wild card. That was in 94 of course the season that did not actually happen in the end. But it was kind of it's kind of interesting the next season the Mariners actually did win them um not win the wild card but they went to the playoffs for the first time and that movie depicted it a year before um which I always I always uh thought was amazing when I was a kid. Um and still actually think it's pretty cool. But yeah, so Griffey makes steals a home run for them to win and there was a nice cheer in Safeco Field for that because we're Mariners fans we have very little to cheer about. Um it's but yeah so true. that was that was a blast. Uh Little Big League surprisingly is a 2 hour movie. Like a, a children's movie that they decided to make 2 hours long for some reason I don't know why. Um so B had a long day. We were at Safeco Field. I think we got there about 12 and left at like 6:30. So we had, a, we had a long day at Safeco Field, and B was a trooper. She handled it well, uh, slept all the way back to Tacoma, and, uh, um, yeah, we had fun. And uh, she slept really well that night as well. Um, so uh, it, it, it worked out pretty well. Um, and she had her chicken strips at both games um, and uh, met the moose. And now she's got her moose, and she knows the word moose now. She knows her Whoa. moose. And also, the last few days, she's had him in in her crib for uh, since we, the spring game when we bought it. Uh, she's got a little cougar doll. It's got a little uh, a handkerchief that says I heart WSE on it that we got from Cribson and Gray. And so, obviously, I call him Butch, and uh, she is all about Butch the last few days. Just like she's she's asking for him for Butch, Butch, Butch. So uh, she is getting fully indoctrinated. Um, I'm very excited about this. This was an unexpected um, advancement in that and that she doesn't call the but Because Amanda was she she woke up and she was saying butch butch. And Amanda didn't know what she was saying. And I'm like, she's asking for butch because Amanda was like, she would call it the cougar. I was like,
0: no, no, no. This is Butch. Like all, yeah. I mean, are... you, you have a you have a toddler. I mean, one syllable words are really where it's at.
1: Yeah. So. And she likes that because she she likes. I think she likes doing that sound.
0: So she goes Butch.
1: And so yeah, it's like we. Uh, she's are, are you it.
0: wait? Are you sure she's saying Butch or is she saying Bush? Uh,
1: close enough. Bush, Either, like... way, <laughs> Either way, it's good. Either way, it's poem. Either way. Yeah. But yeah, um, she might be saying Bush because she can't get that T in there. It's a little, yeah, little, little tough. Yeah, but but I know what she's saying, and it makes me a proud papa.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, but we yeah. only have
0: one job as parents, and that's to make sure that our kids don't grow up to be huskies. That's yes. pretty much it.
1: Uh, I will say she has this color set, um, and they're like these little triangles, and. For some reason, there's like a purple and a gold one in there. Of course, there's a crimson one, or like a red one and a silver one, but there's purple and gold, and they're always right next to each other. And I'm oh, like, that's Amanda. And I'm like, Amanda, can we please teach our daughter this is bad? Like we have to. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe we. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Maybe. So we what
0: did- we did with our kids was we, whenever we saw purple and we you know they'd be going through their colors punch him in the face no (laughs) No, we didn't punch him in the face (laughs) but it was we'd see purple and we'd go ooh, purple and then we'd be like ew, purple is yuck because you know little kids understand yuck right like that's you know, again, one syllable words, right? So that, that's how we did it with our kids. And then, of course, it, it's all fun and games until you go to the grocery store one day and some little old lady's wearing a purple sweatshirt, and your kid goes, "Purple is yuck!" Right at her, you know. But, <laughs> you know, it's up until that point, it's great. That's how we did it. I will keep that in mind. Well, you know, I think we can. Yuck, probably... yuck is always good. Yeah, anything yuck is. Yeah. Ooh, yuck, yuck, purple, yuck. She hasn't learned yuck, yucky, yuck. So
1: she's just learning no. So she's getting into her negative words. There you go. She's learning to run away when we say no.
0: Well, and that's where whatever she's doing. But that's where yuck is going to come into play, right? Because you're going to be like, no, stay out of that thing. Yuck, yuck. You know, try and communicate how, uh, How not not desirable that thing that she's getting into actually is. No, don't. No, don't put your hand in the toilet. Yuck, yuck.
1: Oh, yeah. She's been weird. The the bathrooms have been closed (laughs) recently.
0: (laughs) No, don't play in the cat litter box. Yuck, yuck.
1: No, that's that's down in the basement. (laughs) She can't get there. Well, gee, that's good. For now. For now. All right, man. Uh, we, I, I think we're good.
0: Yeah, that's, that sounds good.
1: So um, questions, comments. Uh, someone sent me a request for that Tavar code, as I said, weeks ago. And I got to it two <laughs> weeks late, which shows you how much. So, But I've been now spurned by that. I do check the podcast versus everyone email every day. Um, so it's pod... Cast versus everyone at gmail.com uh, versus, of course, VS. Um, if you have questions, comments, you want that Tavar code, uh, which you can get some uh, money off some beer in the mail, uh, some pretty good beer. Um, but I, I've been trying to be good. I haven't ordered from them in a bit. Just just trying to cut back. I have so much goddamn beer to drink. Yes, you um, do. And being on a diet, I don't drink as much of it, so except for this podcast bless this podcast make yep. sure i drink. make sure i drink sometime in it's the my week.
0: good excuse to drink beer yep exactly
1: um but yeah send us questions there podcast versus everyone at gmail or at pod versus everyone on twitter or at craig the craig powers on twitter uh that's me in case you didn't know um if you want to see some super fucking adorable pictures from the weekend I just described of my daughter, you can follow me on Instagram at CraigWpowers. Um, they're pretty cute. Uh, they I they are. I can them. vouch. Yeah, Jeff's uh, wife showed him the pictures. Uh, I'm sure that's how that happened. <laughs> um,
0: no, but, I saw um, him on Twitter.
1: Oh, yes, I put them on Twitter as well. Yeah. So I guess you don't, I don't always yeah. put all the cute B pictures on Twitter. Yeah.
0: And, and I do have to say, like, this is no joke. Like B is like she is, like you really should look into like like childhood, you know, modeling and not because of anything other than she just is like the most photogenic kid I think I've ever seen. And that's like that's legit because like when when other people's kids are ugly, I'll be like, OK, that's kind of an ugly kid. <laughs> like like I don't have like I don't have a problem. <laughs> like I don't have a problem with that. Like B is like the most unbelievably photogenic kid I think I've ever seen. Like she's like a camera. Oh, <laughs> you know, she like smiles like it's 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 pretty uncanny. She 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 does take a nice picture. I'm 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 actually kind of jealous because I have kids who uh I have one out of three that was really like okay I'll smile whenever you put a camera in front of my face. The other two were like, you know, my youngest now is seven and he still is like, what kind of mean mug can I make whenever somebody's trying to take my picture, you know? So
1: feel yeah, feel lucky
0: and blessed. We do, we
1: do feel hashtag blessed every day for B. Um but yeah so thanks for listening. Uh again Jeff and I are getting more long-winded every week.
0: We are, um,
1: but uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll. I think we'll have some fun stuff in the summer uh, that involves us drinking even more beer. Yeah. Um, maybe. Obviously, we're gonna have something. I don't know. It seems like you know soon. A baseball coach to talk about that all know nothing about. Yeah. So that'll be fun.
0: We'll pretend like we know something though.
1: Oh, I'll pretend with the best of them. Um. <laughs> But thanks, thanks for listening. And
0: go kooks. Go Kooks.